Oh, hello. Yes, sorry. I was just fixing. Something was going on in my Honda Accord in the parking lot. There was a lot of smoke coming out of the AC ducts and into my car. That's why all that smoke was coming out of my car, students. I don't know what was happening. I'm going to take it to the shop. And I promise you, I only smell like a skunk because I was walking my dog and a skunk sprayed me. It's not because I'm super high. Anyway, class, welcome oh. to this edition. The internet welcomes you, and I welcome you to season 196, episode one of the Daily Zeitgeist. It's the production of iHeartRadio. And, you know, it's the podcast yeah. where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, August 2nd, 2021. Dang, it's already August. Woo. Time is a flat circle, ain't it? Uh, I am Miles Gray, a.k.a. We don't need no Jack O'Brien. We don't need no chaperone. The substitute is in the classroom. Miles of Gray is good to go. And we're going to spade it up. Hey! Teacher, we saw you getting stoned. All in all, we're gonna roll some blunts in the hall. Okay, shout out to Rob Cunningham, Matt Demigod, and also Christy Yamaguchi. Man, y'all collab to tighten that up. Another really? brick in the wall. You love to see That's it. the power of community. That, that truly the power is. power of community. And that is the power of fashion, as we just saw in the Gucci trailer, but that's a whole other thing. It's time to take out the trash. And like you know it. what? It's time to bring in the trash. And by the <laughs> trash, I mean... <laughs> okay. It's time to no, bring it's in... No, it's really nice to be doing <laughs> Jack a favor and get dragged to hell directly before. You know what? Lady Gaga's Gucci voice has taken over our brains. Um, but <laughs> I digress. I am thrilled. Nay, nay. I'm honored to be joined by a massive talent and a wonderful co-host, a podcaster, artist... What else can I say? Just a, a cultural commentator? What else? What I don't know. A hat collector? A, a lover of Duncan? I, yes. A lover of Duncan for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's well, allow me. Ben Affleck. I'd like to remove him from the narrative. Of oh, Duncan okay. Donuts. Well, then let's Bad erase Ben Affleck brand. and bring in the true lover of Duncan. My guest co-host today, Jamie Loftus, aka. Well, this looks like a Zamboni, so everybody <laughs> knows it's Jamie still in the seat of Jacoby, but she's not that funny, says Sonny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your dog. From Xavier Cousin. Thank you so much. And Sonny is my Cocker Spaniel. And it's not because it's, listen, he doesn't think women are funny. Yeah, you should see if, check out her Instagram so you can understand really what goes on. Sonny is so opinionated. He literally, like, yeah, I, I he, he like, tried to use my credit card to get a picture of Joe Biden shaved onto his ass, <laughs> like, into his fur. Like, a like the Nike swoop. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, he, tried right. to get, he tried to get the groomer to do a Nike swoop and Joe Biden. Yeah, and then, and then he cream? took a picture of him pissing on my headshot. It's just, like, not been a great time <laughs> at home. It's Lord. been challenging. Well, we are honored. To have someone who is a fantastic guest, someone who is a podcaster, documentarian, a Floridian, and someone who I actually ran into recently at the 4th of July birthday party, which was great to see. And look, you know, I had to flex that. I was there. I got my picture taken. It was wonderful. I am pleased to be introducing our guest, Sherilyn Vera. Hello, hello. Welcome, I welcome. I happy to be here. What's new? Well, you know, what's, what's, what's going what's on? What's new? What's new? I just got back from Washington D.C. Okay, that was cool. I would. I don't even. I don't know what I'm allowed to be saying right now. So I'm oh, not okay. trying to get fired, sued, hurt. Oh, so you were doing something interesting out there? Interesting. I was doing something kind of interesting out there. Not okay. gonna lie. Um, I think if you just like look up the Sammies, it's like a Partnership for Public Service Award thingy. I'm involved mm -hmm. with that. Oh, um, okay. I just got back from Washington. I got into a car accident in LA. Oh, that's another thing that's new with me. Are you me. okay? Oh, welcome home. Thank you. Yeah, I'm okay. I got this, like, I have a bruise. Oh, <laughs> This is oh so gosh. much better. And it doesn't hurt. It just looks bad. It kind of looks like a tattoo. 
my car is totaled. I am fine. Oh my god! Physically, I'm so sorry. emotionally, working on it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, that's what's new with me. Okay, I'm well, currently in my bed. If you're if you're in bed, that means you have to have blankies over you. But if you're just simply sitting on your bed, that's that's called working, baby. I'm working. And, yeah. so. and the blankies aren't over you. That's a whole other. Outside thing. of the sheets is business hours. Oh, one exactly, exactly. That's how you know. Yeah. Um, Business outside of the sheets, slumber inside in of the, the sheets. In the sheets, exactly. <laughs> That's what we all say. And that a is a law. <laughs> Legally. Well, Sherilyn, we're going to get to know you even better. And, you know, again, I'm glad to know you're doing okay after your car accident. Um, is, do you, is it, are you going to be able to get your car back? Is, is that, do you Look, we don't got to worry about any of that okay, stuff right now. All right, we're not, like, you know, we're, not, we're just going to move we're on. Gonna and we're going to tell it. people about what they do need to worry about, which is the CDC is telling everybody Delta variant is a very contagious, like chicken pox contagious is what they're saying now. And so there's a lot of new interesting data out there, which... Again, I think is good because for those who have been vaccinated, you'll feel better, although you'll also get more of a realistic idea of what is actually possible given all of this new research that has been coming out. We'll also just talk about like the general twisting and turning of conservatives right now with masks and the COVID response. And like some Republicans are like, I'll sue you if you get a mask. And others are like, please let us wear masks. And it's just total chaos. So we'll just kind of look at the absolute mind pretzel that is just everything that's happening um, with the GOP and the okay. pandemic at the moment. We'll also, I don't know if you guys like to hear clips where people are lying so terribly and like trying to be slick about it. And you're like, oh, you are fumbling this lie, sir. Because Jim Jordan, who's one of the loudest pro-insurrectionist members of Congress, he got mm -hmm. caught just being asked a simple question like, did you talk to Trump on January 6th? And he he had so much shit like to just blurt out. It was like, just like, dude, just do you want to just turn yourself in? Because that answer was felt incriminating. Yeah. I love when someone uses like 20 incomprehensible like paragraphs to answer a two word question. Yeah. It's so satisfying to hear. It reminds me of like, being a little kid and getting caught in a lie, you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't think this part through. So I'm just going to either cry or just say a bunch of stuff and run away. Um, yeah. And yeah. Jim Jordan shows the latter. We'll also check in with something, a story that I have been waiting to talk about because I've been waiting for Jamie so to be excited. on because I want to honor her love of Charles E. Cheese. Wait, what is enter it's entertainment, right? It's entertainment. Charles oh. Entertainment Cheese. If I ever have um, a kid, you know their middle name is gonna be oh an no. entertainment. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a great middle name. Yeah, it really is. It's it's just <laughs> it, it it's like how do you argue with when your fucking middle name is entertainment? And you know what? We can't argue with Chuck E. Cheese because it's where Legally, you know it's where a kid can be a kid. Or a thirty seven year old man can get in a fight with another adult because uh, there's too much beer there. And then we'll also check in with the Olympics, but not like who's winning. Just this study about being like, you know, bronze Bronze is kind of like, if you're not going to win gold, bronze is probably the best medal you can win. And that's according to some psychologists who are sort of like observing like what it means to be a bronze medalist. And it turns out bronze medal winners are very happy. But I think that tracks mm -hmm. because we'll get into that. But first, Sherilyn, what yeah. is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are or what you're into or what you're searching or what you kind of checking out? Okay, let's see. Look, I have two things. So recently I found out, this is weird, I'm sorry, ahead of time. <laughs> I, I recently found out about the 9-11 bar. Have you heard of it? Yes. Uh, the 9-11, yes. Is that I a think candy I learned bar? about that through Robert Evans. <laughs> no, a bar. Bar 9-11, where you go yeah. in, you grab your drinks, you look at the wall, you remember and you, you never pay forget. Respect. Wait, and it's like a memorial bar? Where I is wouldn't it? Even, so I found out that there's two. There are two 911 bars. One is in Fort Worth, Texas, and wasn't one is in Buffalo. So apparently the one in Fort Worth, okay. Texas is like the main one. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, found out about these bars. But Buffalo had to get in on it? That I is so. a wild franchise to get in on okay maybe someone i don't know if it's a franchise maybe it's like their own separate bar it's probably got a different name like the one okay. in texas is bar 9-11 which yeah. i don't know why they have to make it sound like ooh, 
Well, it's also spelled like in a really flippant way. It's like B A R, the number nine, and then the word eleven, like all as one. Like a seven eleven. Yeah. Yeah. But like from the outside, you'd be like, oh, okay, like the font is maybe chic. And then you go and you're like, what the fuck is going on in here? Yeah. And then you go inside and it's, look, I don't know if they have what their cocktail. I hope that they're not themed. I don't even want to go into it because my my brain already is like coming up with names. But it's got art like this on the wall where it's like, okay, 8.46 a.m. And then like a long paragraph of what was going on. (laughs) 8.49, (sighs) 8.52. So I I was just looking into that. But for some reason, when I clicked on the link to the bar, it was like not letting me go in. And I was like, this is probably for the best. I remember th- I saw this comedy show like years ago where Brett Gelman was doing this bit where he said he wanted to open a 9-11 bar, but like every night a siren would go off and like a bunch of tracks would play and you would just relive the moment where uh, they announced that Bin Laden had been killed. And that was like the energy of the bar. It's like, yo, they got Bin Laden. And people were like, ah, oh, oh, oh. And that was like, but that was a bit. And so when you started saying this, I'm like, is this the Brett Gelman thing come to life? But no, this is It does sound real. like it could be a Nathan for you thing, but it's not. I mean, it's been around for like years, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's been around a, for Don't give this guy any ideas without Bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> they said his whole thing was that he supposedly, quote, found 80% of Americans didn't know that the anniversary of the event was approaching. So that's why I, he wanted to make sure people remembered. Oops, I mean, forgot. this is beside the point, but I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I also don't believe that. I mean, it's, it and seems I, like a thing, like an old Jay Leno, like man on the street bit where like, when's the anniversary of 9-11? And people are like, uh, February? Like, you know, like if, if that's <laughs> what he's trying to say, I mean, we, we know what day it is. So what's the number for 9-1-1? Right. September <laughs> 11th. Huh? Yeah, well, good for them. And I, I hope the people whose lives were lost uh, don't feel that this is a flippant homage to their lives. Or or sue this guy's ass. Why not? Yeah. Sue him. Yeah, hell yeah. This is America. Sue him. Fuck yeah. There we go. Uh, what's your other thing you were searching, Sherilyn? Uh, the other thing, so over quarantine, I started watching the L Word, like the original L Word. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if either of you guys have seen it, but mm-hmm. it's so bad. And I think that that's why it's... Really? It, I mean, it's... I've never yeah. seen it. Okay. <laughs> It's bad, so bad that like it's aged well because you can like kind of hate watch it and like fall in love with the characters. But the theme song is um is okay. There's this one part of the theme song. If you know, you know. But they just start saying a bunch of words that that lesbians do, and uh, it goes talking, laughing, loving, breathing, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, writing, winning, losing, cheating, kissing, thinking, dreaming, and. Uh, I was trying to memorize that because now I've seen the theme song every time at the beginning. And I'm like, talking, drinking, fighting, kissing. (laughs) I like that they're characterizing it as something that just lesbians do. Things like talking, writing, dreaming. Kissing, thinking, dreaming. Ooh. So it's pretty sexy. And then, yeah, this is the way. This is the way that we live and love. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I got to work on that. I got to work on memorizing those lyrics. Yeah, if so. you're going to say it without looking at you, because I saw you look at your phone. I mean, the day you don't it. look, we're going to all be like, she's done it, folks. She's done we're gonna it. We're going to stand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you guys know. I'll post like a video of me singing it. Um, <laughs> hey, drinks on, on me at bar 911 the day you get those <laughs> lyrics done. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. See you in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, shit. The, oh, the Buffalo. We're not even going to go to the Fort Worth one. Huh? We're going to go to the Buffalo one. No, we're going straight to Buffalo. I'll go to the Buffalo one just so I can see, you know, West Side Gun. And I feel Celtic like the Coast. Buffalo one would be a little safer for me. Mm. And maybe for you too, Miles. Yeah, in general. Yeah, who knows? Uh, and But maybe I'll go in with all my regalia on and they'll be like, hey, he's one of the good ones, man. Yeah. You know. One of the good ones. You know he's one of the good ones, man. He came in with his his, his shirts that never forget, man. I can put on an accent too. We'll be safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when I covered a Trump rally very early on, I was like, oh, this is going to be rough because like, I had to like ask people shit and kind of like... Time to code switch. Get, yo, code switch. And I put a red hat on and shit. And they were like, <laughs> oh, you... They, it was amazing how instantly I was like, well, we'll see how they do with this man of color. And I was like, hey, the second you go, hey, what do you think people are getting wrong about Donald Trump? They're like, the thing is... And you're like, wow, I'm, am I in the CIA? Am I this good? 
but it turns out I just needed to, <laughs> to say Trump is cool, and then instantly everyone's like, yes, we love it. Moving on. Overrated. Sherilyn, what is something that is? You know, we briefly talked about, what if I was like, the vaccine? Uh, yeah. We briefly <laughs> talked about the new variant going around, so I'm just mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to gaslight myself into positive thinking. And uh, I think that going outside and uh, doing things, overrated. Wow, you're preparing. You're Whoa. preparing okay. for the return this to the indoors. This is going to age really well. I can feel it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Who knows? So, yeah, we don't need to go outside. We don't need to party. Fourth of Jalacy was great. Mm-hmm. We had a nice time in the good old outdoors. But who needs it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can, oh man, that reminds me of like me when I was like applying to colleges in high school. I was like, I don't need to get in there. It's like, yeah. good anyway. <laughs> like, you don't, you're like, Probably yeah, just like losers going there anyway. Yeah, like, doesn't it's even like, freaking matter. I'm going to be in student debt. I'm going to, I'm right. going to be so tired. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I'm going to sleep all weird probably if I'm in Massachusetts. Like, yeah, yeah, forget that, forget that. I'm going to stay is, here, go local. I'll, I'll never forget, there was, like, I think it was, like, my cousin didn't get into, like, a school that he wanted to get into. And he was, like, fine. They probably give a lot of homework anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow, really taking one on the chin like a champ, my man. Yeah. What's something that you think is underrated, Sherilyn? Okay, I'm going to give a shout out to my local clinic. Underrated, there's this health clinic. If you live in Los Angeles and you have a vagina... You should go to FPA Clinic. And um, even if you don't have health insurance or like have horrible health insurance, you can go there. You can get a birth control. You can get an abortion. You can get your boobs checked. You can get all this good stuff for free. So I want to give a shout out to that clinic. I if you don't live in Los Angeles, you can go to um, Yellow Fund on Instagram. And then they got links to like if you're in like Florida or one of those states, they will. Mm -hmm ship you that plan b if you need it for free oh wow so um i shout think out fp is it fpa clinic fpa family okay. planning uh so something with an a <laughs> we just call it fpa <laughs> fpa baby yeah i realized that place yeah. it was just like i was in a group chat with a bunch of my friends and uh one of my friends went there and she just shared it with everyone and now everyone goes there and like the doctor's great the staff is fine, and uh, <laughs> that Dr. Gray staff is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of those places that you walk in and you're like, wow. It's one of those places that you walk in and you're like, okay. Great. I'll get medical mm-hmm. care. This will uh, do. Yeah, this will do. They had a TV in the waiting room playing like Maury or something extremely inappropriate where it was like, <laughs> oh you oh, are like... not the father. And I was like, why is this playing here? Oh, no. Incredible viewing for before you get an abortion. Love yeah. it. <laughs> or yeah, just any kind of, your yeah, that's swirling in your mind and you're just watching people go, yes, yes, yes. I'm get not the father. For me. <laughs> right. And then like broken people be like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can go there and get like tests and all that good stuff um so i, I want to say that that's underrated because people are out here trying to figure out wh- where to get checked yeah and uh, absolutely stressing about their insurance and stuff and it's like you don't have to stress just go here oh so you'd love to hear love it because it. yeah especially with like a world in which people are like if i have i have insurance and they're like Oh, your mental health is not considered here. Your reproductive health is not considered. It's like if you break your leg, like, yeah, maybe we can do that, but very bare minimum. So it's always good to have those resources for people. So shout out FPA. Shout out FPA. We'll figure out what that A is after this break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And just to confirm, Sherilyn, it's Family Planning Associates. Associates. So check that out. It seems like they're all over the country. Yeah, um, they have a few. They've got yeah. a few. So Okay, well, let's talk. Speaking of medical things and advice and care, um, the CDC came out and just said, everybody needs to be wearing masks when you're indoors. No exceptions. We don't give a fuck if you're vaccinated. Put your 
fucking mask on because we were seeing a spike in cases and we're still trying to figure it out. This came, I think, as a bit of a surprise to some people or a lot of people who were on that like hot vac summer program where they were mentally like, the second I get this, it's 2018 and here we go. <laughs> um, and I think, a lot, and myself included, I was like, okay, this feels like yeah, an sure. air of invincibility because that's what you're hoping, that's what you're trusting the vaccines will do. Unfortunately, this is not the case in, in the sense that we are not completely immune if you're vaccinated. And also the risks that we pose to each other and the unvaccinated are very high with the Delta variant. There was like a PowerPoint presentation that the Washington Post got a hold of that was being presented internally at the CDC. And it basically shows they're kind of in a tough spot because on one level, they have to communicate that the vaccines work mostly like and that they're not perfect, but they're absolutely effective. And also, like, encourage people to get it, like, trying to be transparent while also being like, look, it's not a hundo, but it's high 80s to high 90s, and that should be good enough, and it is good enough for the most part. Um, some of the things that really came out, though, um, first off, is that getting a vaccine is clearly the better option if you're choosing between not being vaccinated and being vaccinated, because the risk reduction in you being hospitalized or dying from the Delta variant or just COVID in general is a 25-fold reduction versus someone that is unvaccinated. And I think the other thing that was really interesting is that they said it's as contagious as the chicken pox, Ooh. meaning it's that, highly contagious. That hurts. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys you remember ever, getting the chicken pox? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I was the itchiest fucking four-year-old or five. I was four or five or whatever, and I couldn't. I just remember my one memory is just like, calamine lotion or whatever that's just called mm -hmm. you know yeah. like all dotted all over my body and i would be like thrashing like i need to scratch all this shit off yeah i remember just like watching 101 dalmatians 45 times until there were no more chicken pox oh wow um but yeah they said it just spread so easily and even like among vaccinated people, like whereas the first sort of ancestral strain of uh, COVID that we saw in 2020, they were seeing transmission of like one to one, like one uh, infected person would maybe pass it to one other person. With the Delta variant, they're seeing like five other people are being um, infected just from one person. So it spreads rapidly. Um, but all in all, they're saying like the vaccines are totally effective from preventing you from being, falling seriously ill and being hospitalized and dying. But, but with all this other information, it shows it's still a fucking pandemic, everyone. And we really need to still operate like that as much as we wanted to sort of reclaim some normalcy in terms of like socializing and things like that. We're still very much yeah. in the, the height of things. So we have to kind of operate in the same way. And that was sort of healthy for me to see, too, just to kind of give myself a little bit of a reality check. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, even in the past two weeks, like hearing and it, like, I don't know, like just hearing how people have talked and what they're willing to do and what they're more cautious about seems to already be shifting. And yeah. I was like all in on like hot back summer and like seeing people and traveling and doing all this shit. And it does, it feels like yeah, at this point, especially with the information you're saying that it's like everyone needs to kind of pump the brakes like yeah, and, and reconsider what, especially depending on who you're around, you know, yeah. like. I had I had plans to like see friends in different states for the rest of the summer and then but but I have to go be with my dad who's immunocompromised so it's like it's can't like I I finally like pulled the plug on something that like would have been really fun but it's it's just not worth the risk at this point yeah. and I don't know yeah and I think that's the thing <sighs> is that people need to realize is like while the your risk in terms of your own personal you know health uh like it's lower because you're being vaccinated, mm -hmm. it, we're still dealing with a highly transmissible version. And like you and there's still people who get mild cases and things like that. So it's it's not all, you know, let's be we, we must exercise caution as it still is a pandemic. Yeah. But, you know, as we look at all this information that's coming out about the Delta variant, I, I can't help but look at how many like crossed wires and mixed signals are coming out of the GOP right now, because it's I like I couldn't imagine if even if you were a Republican and you're looking at the words of your representatives of your party 
They are saying so many different things at once. It would make your fucking head spin. First of all, like the in the House, they were pulling all kinds of stunts. For example, a lot of these House Republicans, they went to the Senate side of the Capitol to protest the mask wearing requirement um, in the in the House of Representatives because Nancy Pelosi was like, a lot of y'all are not vaccinated. And like, we're we're not about to create some chaos in here and have people getting sick. So you need to wear masks. They're like, well, the Senate doesn't have it. The thing is, the Senate is almost universally vaccinated. Like the senators are clearly like, mm. yeah, we're not really into that whole. And like, I mean, we might not publicly say stuff, but privately, we understand that we should probably be vaccinated for our own health. And, you know, watching all these Republicans go to the Senate side, it's almost like, what are you trying to do? Like, are you protesting or are you hoping maybe you might get someone sick on that side or whatever it felt very weird yeah it's a very like i don't know they're especially in the house it's like they're it's just so manic at this point where it's like everyone's coming in at an 11 like there's no conversation being had whatsoever we're all kind of into you know we can research we know who to trust and who to believe but i just feel bad for people who like you know, aren't great with the internet or just like Mm -hmm. truly don't know who to trust right now. Like how, like I saw this photo on, I don't know why I was on Facebook, but look, I was on Facebook for a second. Um, (laughs) and I saw this photo on Facebook of like this, I'm from Florida, as y'all know, Mm -hmm. and I got some Republicans in my Facebook feed. And this woman was like making fun of these people that were like out in the ocean with bags over their heads and masks under the bags. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, yeah, it's funny. But also, these people must be so scared right now. They don't know who to trust right. and who to believe. And, like, they're just taking every precaution that they can, I guess. Which, right. That's a little excessive. But it's just... Yeah. We gotta we gotta get our shit together. No, and then on top of it, right, you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and the other friggin' goon squad over there in the House. Speaking of which, she has no committee assignments, so she does a fuck all when she's in D.C. She has nothing to do. <laughs> I just want people to know that. She's just taking like low angle selfies and uh, she's under the bed sheets. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) She's under blankies twenty four seven. She ain't working. Even when she's outside walking, she's under the blankies, metaphorically speaking. And she is suing Nancy Pelosi, the sergeant at arms, and like the like the main health official for the House of Representatives. And this is what the, how the lawsuit reads, quote, plaintiffs, all of whom are members of Congress belonging to the minority party, engaged in the symbolic speech of not wearing a mask on the congressional floor in defiance of the majority party's compelled symbolic speech rule. They're trying to make this a free speech issue um, that it's not a health and safety precaution. It is a fucking free speech issue going on. They say wearing a mask conveys a particularized message namely that mandatory face coverings are medically and scientifically necessary to prevent the spread of the coronavirus that these intrusions on bodily integrity are necessary and essential that informed consent and civil liberties are to be suppressed in favor of government's decisions regarding public health and that individuals cannot be given the choice to make their own decisions regarding their facial attire and medical choices again i mean with that that's been their bag the whole time like that's it's like I feel like since masks were introduced, it was like, oh, this is a suppression of our freedoms right. is asking someone to to mask up. But at this point, it's just like, I mean, it's always been a failure of leadership, but it's like, I don't, I don't even understand what the end game integrity. is at this point. Well, this like, is, again, they're all mixed up, right? Because suddenly now they're my body, my choice people. But you can't play that out across the board because you still got all these anti-trans bills and all these horrific reproductive rights that you're trying to roll back and shit. So which so, one is it? Buddy? So what the fuck is it? And mm-hmm. a lot of people, and I see that take a lot where people are like, well, like what's wrong with that? If if it is their body, then they just like, yeah, that's fine. No one's saying you have to do it or you go to jail. It just means if you don't do it, right? You you there's just a lot of shit that you're not going to be able to do. But no one's saying you got to get it. it. Just means you don't have access to a lot of shit. So you you're free to choose from there. But this whole idea that they can sort of like walk this line of like making it a free speech thing and something about like body autonomy and stuff is just it rings so fucking hollow. Um, But again, that's like everything that they talk about. And it's like scary when most places I know this is like slowly changing 
because things are getting worse. But while like most public places are still running on the honor system, which is so baffling to yeah. me, like in uh, that, that no wonder there's a, a fucking surge when everyone's running on the honor system yeah. and yeah. most unvaccinated people don't want to wear a mask. And the so, fact like, that what? you <laughs> could pull up and just show a picture of a vax card. Uh, look, scumbag miles. who used to, Forge documents in high school and college. I would have oh, yeah. been figured out how to make my own fucking vax card. Trust we. Okay. You know there's somebody out there making that service oh, yeah. available. There are. And the FBI's even <laughs> yeah. like arrested people because there was like vax card factories where people like people were just churning them out. Or like there would be people who would volunteer at uh, vaccination sites and like, you know, maybe swipe a couple of them cards. You know what I mean? And then sell them on the side. There is a lot of shit like that. And even contact tracers are like people fucking lie about this shit yeah. like constantly and i think yeah the honor system in a country this dishonorable mm -mm, no 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 it's not gonna <laughs> work so. um but then you go on to like read some of these other headlines like joe biden is now saying like he wants local municipalities and governments to say give people a hundred dollars to get vaccinated like if they're newly vaccinated hit them with a hundred bucks okay like let's we need to start incentivizing this he's also considering making it mandatory in the military so slowly, it's not these mandatory mandates are in the military. No, I think it's about to be, that's... or he's he's starting to say it's it needs mm. to be. Um, and I figure, yeah, that's no a group shit. of people you can, I think, tell them what to do. Considering that the commander in chief will be like, "Hey, go there and kill these people," or maybe come back traumatized. I think. Uh, I feel so naive for being like surprised by that, but I had no that's idea true. that it wasn't mandatory to be vaxxed in the military. No, they can tell you exactly what to do with your hair. Right. But they can't right. <laughs> can you imagine that line? It's like, wait, but you want me to drop bombs on children? Uh, but then you're gonna say I have the you choice to not get vaccinated? Hmm. hmm. I feel like am I, I I don't I I dated someone who was in the military for a long time and like he had to get certain vaccinations. It is so wild to me that those aren't like why not just toss it on the list? I saw this tweet. That was like, where are where all the, what happened to all the diehard anti penicillin guys in the, <laughs> right, right, right. In the 20s? Hmm, it's quiet for them, isn't it? Interesting. Uh, they died of terrible infections, it turns out. But the the other things you're seeing is like in Texas, right? Governor Abbott, he's threatening to find local officials who are enforcing these new CDC mask mandates. Like, I will fine you for doing that. Because we are so not, not about the masks, you will, I will make it a penalty to encourage safety. That's what's happening in Texas. In Arkansas, Governor Hutchinson in Arkansas is now, he is now asking the state legislature, he's like begging them. He's like, can we allow masks in school, please? Because like, we want to make We're sure scared. it's okay. Yeah, because this guy also, I mean, talk about a self-own. He signed laws like in 2020 that was like restricting his own power as governor just as like a future move to be like Arkansas is going to be free. So a governor's not going to be able to dictate anything when it comes to this, that now he's coming back hat in hand saying, uh, can, can I have my masks, job powers back, please? Masks for children. And it's and again, it's just all over the place. And this also coincides with more reports from doctors saying. They're starting, especially in Arkansas, or there was a story from Arkansas this at this children's hospital where they're saying it's we're seeing more kids coming in with COVID infections. And yikes, it, again, it's just a very, very hyper mixed signal environment for these people. But what's interesting, though, is there was a new poll that came out that said 45% of Republicans are like they would support vaccine passports or vaccine mandates, rather. So it's there's there's an interesting thing of like what people are believing, what their leaders are saying. And like, I don't know if now even some people are seeing enough anecdotal information or whatever to say, yeah, maybe I should get vaccinated. Turns out like maybe this is right. the right thing to do. That's a that's a high a little. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little shocked to hear 45 percent of Republicans. I am as well. I am as well. Um, but it must be that 45 percent that is also interested in vaccines and then that other 55 who is just like rabidly anti absolutely whatever going to get it yeah yeah people forget so. i forgot about kids not being able to get vaccines because i'm Until like i'm not hanging out with kids yeah i don't they're not in my life but uh that's that's why we're vaccinated just in case we come across a kid 
sick, yeah. not able or to get someone vaccinated. Who just, or someone who's just on, not vaccinated, you know, and or not able to or whatever. So this is, <laughs> this is 2021. I love coming on for a scary thing. Oh, it's going to get spookier because now we're going to talk about Jim Jordan, who's this one of the spookier members of Congress because he's a wannabe (laughs) fascist, but he doesn't even do it good because him not smart. Again, he there's a lot of question marks around Jim Jordan as it relates to January 6th. He was very rah-rah about, you know, stopping the steal and the buildup and there's more than a few Republicans where we're like, what's going on? Like Mo Brooks, who we just found out, um, he was wearing a body armor on January 6th. Um, whoops. Because, of course, a very peaceful, uh, peaceful event or whatever. You know, as like this commission rolls on, there's definitely like two versions of some of these Republicans, like, like, like what their involvement was. The most optimistic version is that they were maybe just witnesses to things that they heard people say stuff and they know some stuff that other people were talking about outside of Congress in the more vile version. They were maybe accessories or orchestrators um, or had a really significant hand in organizing the, the events that led up to January 6th. And so Jim Jordan recently, he admitted that he spoke with Trump on the 6th, but at first, like someone asked and he's like, oh yeah, I think so. It was probably like in the day or something like that. He's like, but I talked to the president all the time. And that was sort of like the soundbite that we got. But then he was actually asked by like this local reporter um, from like the local Spectrum News outlet in Ohio in his home state. And my God, I think he just didn't think that someone in from like his like local news station was going to press him about it. But he was <laughs> not ready for this answer at all. There's some confusion over what you told Brett Baer on Fox News on Tuesday night. So I want to clear it up. First off, yes or no, did you speak with President Trump on January 6th? Yeah, I mean, I speak, I, I spoke with the president last week. I speak with the president all the time. I spoke with him on January 6th. I mean, I talk with President Trump all the time. And that's, that's, I don't think that's unusual. Uh, I would expect members of Congress to talk with the president of the United States when they're trying to get done the things they told the voters in their district to do. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of amazed sometimes if people keep asking this, but of course I talk to the president all the time. I talk to him, like I said, I talked to him last week. On January 6th, did you speak with him before, during, or after the Capitol was attacked? Uh, I'd have to go. I, 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 I spoke with him that day after, uh, I think after, uh, I don't know if I spoke with him in the morning or not. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, he the, that when, when, when those conversations happen, but <laughs> yeah, um, he's, he's playing at 1.5. Uh, what I know is I spoke with him all the time, but, but Taylor, the, the key here is the people we need to speak oh, to, pivot. the people we need to talk to are the ones who can answer the question, why wasn't there a better security presence that day? Yeah, I think that's you also mm. still, Jim Jordan. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think you're saying, I don't think you're out the woods quite yet with that. Uh, well, you know, when he goes, oh, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I would expect anybody to speak with the president when you're like in the thing and, and you got to like work on like laws and stuff in D.C. And then like, that's why you talk to the president. So um, I'm going to just you keep adjusting my belt trash. line. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. That doesn't sound like someone who is maybe doesn't have their hands fully fucking dirty. Everyone should go listen to that again and then recognize how fast he's speaking because it truly does sound like he's at 1.5. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm going to make that my new audition monologue, I think. If if someone can if someone can like really master that, like stumbling over words. I mean, that would be truly (laughs) an Oscar worthy performance. You have to that get the hands right too. He's like right. He's like fondling, fondling things in the yeah. air that aren't there. I mean, you can tell that he might be like giving little peepees, but you but it's cut off. You can't see below the waist for him. Yep. And also, it's it sounded like he was he was like responding to accusations that weren't being made, like acting like the reporter had asked him, like, "Do you talk to President Trump?" And isn't that weird right right, like, right. Well, i don't think it's weird at all to just talk to the former president of the united states i'm like i don't think anyone was saying it was they were just asking They're a question. asking if you talk to him or not yeah, i don't know i don't know i mean i'd have to look back i don't know actually i don't want to say i'd have to look back because then if someone if deposes me they may figure out that i may have some record it you could see like how many steps ahead he was trying to be like with his answer when he should have you know yeah. when the real scumbag sort of like 
deposition moves go, I do not recall. I do not recall. Yeah, he was, <laughs> except for he was not that chill. No. Um, the reporter <laughs> at the beginning, he pulled an AOC and he was like, yes or no? Yeah. Did you speak? When uh, when AOC was talking to Mark Zuckerberg, right, like, right, right. do you uh, do you take down lies or do you not take down lies? Iconic AOC moment. But um, hey, do, do I speak, yes do I speak no. to the president? I don't know. I, yeah, I speak to the president. I speak to posters, you know, on my wall, you know, and I say, you know, like this one's for you, Rocky. You know, I do all kinds of stuff. I, I, I talk to all kinds of people all the time. You know, inanimate, animate, uh, you know, animated, anime, uh, whatever you want. Automatons. <laughs> like you're like what, sir? It's like okay, but yeah, I think these are. I mean, for whatever reason, uh, seems like there's maybe some kind of something there. Who knows? I'm not going to lie. The vibes were off on him. Yeah. I was getting kind of a strange energy from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever encountered someone who legit tried to like be smooth like that? And you're like, just stop. Just stop. This is all you're. Yeah. It, the jig is up fully. So let's yeah. just. Let's just admit what we've done. You don't have to lie to me. Yeah, you ain't got to lie. He kind of has like the energy of someone that like you just caught jerking off like he's like yeah. just like wait that's definitely not what i was doing and if and if you thought i was then uh then, that's your then problem you're a person. Then you're weird yeah. that's right. so weird that <laughs> you weird. would say that it feels uh, like a tim robinson I would never sketch. freaking do that so yeah, yeah. it's the hot dog <laughs> car crash sketch where the clearly the man in the hot dog suit crashed the hot dog car into the menswear store. Then he gets us like, who did this? Huh? I don't know. I mean, it, can't, it couldn't have been me. I mean, what, what's going on here? Is that guy? Yeah. So he's dressed like a hot dog. <laughs> he's like, hmm. Um, all right. Well, that's that's enough of the real world for now. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk bronze medals and entertainment cheese after this. And we're back. The Olympics. That's it. Okay, let's talk about Chuck E. Cheese. Um, no. <laughs> so there's this thing I saw on like the NPR site today where these, I think, psychologists, social scientists were sort of looking at what it means to win gold, silver, or bronze. And, you know, like when you look at a podium and you see all the three people or the three teams up there, silver kind of you kind of feel for them like even growing up i'd be like damn man silver must suck because you feel like you could have won fucking gold like you could you you maybe had a shot bronze is almost like thanks i'm good great to be here i love it i love it that's kind of true yeah because you see the yeah. person on the bronze podium is always smiling yeah. the person on the silver podium they're not like they're not smiling right and the, yeah. these <laughs> yeah. these professors saying, quote, it's pretty counterintuitive because the silver medalists just performed better. But we found that third place winners tend to express more happiness after an Olympic event than those who come in second. Then adds, of course, gold medalists are the happiest of the three. Well, I think that goes without saying. But the reason is like people are looking at their achievements like through sort of different lenses. The professor goes on to say. Quote, silver medalists tend to think about and compare themselves to that gold medalist. So they think maybe if I had only done something different, I could have won that gold medal. That sort of thinking can be especially pervasive when the top two positions can be separated by nearly imperceptible milliseconds. But that bronze medalist, they're actually forming a downward comparison. And they're thinking, at least I'm not that fourth place finisher. At least I'm not that person <laughs> who didn't even earn a medal. Um, and so the, the whole thing that they did for this analysis was they got like, they found a database of photos of like the podiums of like the last five Olympics going back to the year 2000. And they ran it through software that was designed to read facial markers, which apparently this thing, this algorithmic thing is so intelligent. It can tell the difference between someone who's pasted on a smile to cover up their disappointment and someone who is truly sincerely what? smiling. This is that's where I have a slight scary. bone to pick, though, because, you know, like anything that's like fed this AI stuff software is problematic yeah. Yeah, that you don't know. But I think in general, I think we can I think I agree with the logic, obviously, of like what the mindset would be of a bronze medalist. Like, And I, I think it's easy to think if you lost by 0.2 seconds in a sprint, you would probably feel like, oh, fuck. So all that to say is they've I guess it turns out that, you know, bronze is best for your happiness um shit i'll take any kind of medal and that's why like they showed the great britain um gymnastics team 
like they were so stoked when they won their gymnastics medal. They were like, this is fucking great. <laughs> Didn't even fucking know I'd be here. So They're like, we're on Getty Images, baby. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to pay for it either. You will see that Getty Images bug on there. That's the true. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's that's making it. When you could buy your own Getty image and post a picture of yourself without <laughs> the Getty, Getty image watermark. Images and you can afford to buy yeah. it yeah. without the watermark. That's a gold medal in that's this town, baby. Made it. Yeah. Um, it's yes. so funny that we, uh, like, n- nobody can relate to Olympic athletes. <laughs> right. It's such a small percentage of people, and we're, like, analyzing them, and we talk, we're so obsessed with them, and we're like, the silver winners are losers, actually. Yeah. And, They're uh, so sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're so depressed. And You're not even look. smiling. Yeah. That's pasted on, that smile. I don't think I could yeah. cover up my displeasure. I'm so competitive, too. Like, I, you know, I, I used to get, like, flip the table playing card games as, like, a five-year-old. Because, like, I hated losing. <laughs> Yo, oh, yeah, yeah. You do not want to play Uno. Like, you don't want to play Uno with, with me. Don't play Uno with me. Man, because I remember my older cousins, <laughs> they would do that shit where... They would load up their hand with like a bunch of draw fours, skips, reverses, and let me think I'm winning. And then they're like, sorry, I'm going to do the Thanos snap on this game. And they're like, well, draw four, I blew, reverse, skip you, draw four, boom, uno, out. And you're like, I'm, I'm dead. I, I, I hearken back to that. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like on some level, we can identify with Olympians more in the sense of like people have passions that they'll devote their lives to. And on some level, not everything like maybe music or art doesn't come in the form of like first, second and third, but this has been famously a a second rate podcast. Exactly. Would it be better if it was a third rate podcast? What's the situation there? Oh my God. I didn't even want to know. I need answers. Uh, You know what? Let me discuss that with my therapist and I will bring that back to the next episode. (laughs) And then I'll get AI software to listen to every episode and <laughs> Those aren't and let us labs. know how happy you are. Yeah. They're like, uh, oh, paste it on. You broke our algorithm. It just said bummer zone, bummer zone, bummer zone. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, shout out to everybody who's winning the bronze of their lives um, because, hey, anything can happen. I'm still pretty fucking good. And you know what? Shout out to fourth place winners too yeah we know that you're fucking sad yeah. <laughs> we look our heart goes out to you um also in general shout out to people who make the olympics like yeah. that's pretty cool although the games themselves like that's a whole other story but you know where, 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 where are the weightlifters are gonna go problematic yeah. yeah but it is yeah. fun to see like those like those people absolutely cry tears of joy like that filipino weightlifter who won like the first gold for the philippines and like just yes. like the like relief and but then that kind of makes like I remember uh, when I used to work in uh, politics, I quit. I decided to quit lobbying because I was watching the Vancouver Olympics. I think it was that year. And I saw this person like shatter a world record and like win gold. And like they were so happy. And I got so upset because I was like, I'm throwing my life away being a fucking political operative for some fucking machine that doesn't even fucking work and i'm drunk every night because i hate it and then i was like what's my olympics and i was like to do make people laugh and do comedy and just kind of you know be creative and I, I remember that day the next day i told my boss i'm like i'm not doing another election cycle i'm out of this Wow. So, so the Olympics. Yeah. Because I just. The Olympics did something good. Yeah. Well, because in that way, like, I really could identify, like, the, to see someone so purely happy and overjoyed for, like, you know, putting their energy and life into something and then attaining it is, like, really, like, if I just try to look at it, zoom out as much as possible looking at it. And that's when I was like, fuck, man, that's living. You know, like, when you can pursue that and then feel that, like, that's, that's some shit that, like, money or, you know, whatever can't get you. Um, so in that way, shout out to Vancouver and the Olympics. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> let's move on to more important news, which is Chuck E. Cheese. They are putting out, and I'm so glad that you didn't know this, Jamie. It makes me so happy that I'm bringing this to your attention because you are a Chuck E. Cheese historian and expert. They are now making frozen pizzas for you to enjoy the cheesiness at your own home. And this is yeah. genius. Is it? This is like Hooters is selling wings at the grocery store. Mm. What? What is the motivation? 
it's it they have misunderstood what people go to the restaurant <laughs> i like chuck e cheese pizza mm-hmm. but i feel like that's not a popular that's not a popular opinion because there's like there's all of those um those conspiracy theories that the pizza is just recooked pizza that is just left at the restaurant that is not true wait what do you mean that they're recycling but, yeah. leftover slices Yes, there's all of these YouTube videos. This is from like a couple of years ago where people are like, we're like frothingly trying to prove that Chuck E. Cheese pizzas, because sometimes the pizza comes out and you're like, mm, that's an imperfect circle. So the theory is, and the, and the slices come pre-cut, that, that people leave Chuck E. Cheese pizza on the table. And I feel like I'm, I'm spreading, this doesn't happen. Right, right, right. But, but this is that a theory that has been slices And assemble the new yeah, they assemble a new thing. And and the reason that it took off is because the pizza doesn't necessarily taste recent mm. a lot. Um, but, and do people like that? People don't like um, that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant the reason this took off. like. Oh, no, the reason the, the conspiracy <laughs> theory took off is because okay. the pizza is maybe not very uh, good. Right. But I think it's good. And I, I mean, I kind of wonder like how closely the grocery store reproduction that's what i wanted to ask you because you remember over the last year whatever they started showing up like on like uber eats and stuff and like doordash as like uh pasquale's pizza names yeah Mm -hmm. and you could order like chuck e cheese pizza or whatever i'm curious yes if that if they're just branding some very generic frozen pizza as chuck e cheese or if they're honoring the actual Chuck E. Cheese pizza, and I implore you, Jamie, to to come back with that information because only you can. I w- I will I will take it. Uh, I will take that upon myself. They sell them at Kroger. I have six dollars. I can investigate this. Yeah, investigate it, it. Write an article. They come with two hundred fifty free e tickets when you buy pizza. That's what's that my, worth? My my guess is that this is a this is like an attempt for the business to not have to close because they really need people to go into those restaurants and start spreading the delta variant to each other uh things they, they almost like went bankrupt right uh in the last year so i think this is probably like all right let's see if we can get this going let's see if we can dethrone the kid cuisine penguin oh oh my god yeah kid cuisine with the shitty brownie the, the with the brownie. nasty brownie, Buck yeah, up brownie. and the and the snowboarding penguin, yeah, and the little the little mac and che- it's like five noodles of mac and cheese. <laughs> yep. yeah. I remember I begged my mom for that, and she was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like this isn't even yeah. good." I'm like, "But it's in a tray, and I feel like I'm in some weird fun cafeteria, and the the food <laughs> it's is in a bad." Blue tray. Yeah, what's an e ticket worth? When they say they'll give you twenty two hundred fifty free e tickets, what does that get you if if you pull up to a brick and mortar? Charles Entertainment Chief Center. Well, it depends. I, to an extent, the Chuck E. Cheeses are allowed to choose how many like prizes differ, and you can sort of choose mm-hmm. how much, like what the thing is. But two two fifty, I think that that's decent. That'll get you like a couple of bouncy balls. Oh shit! You know, that's like that's decent currency okay. to be working with at the arcade. What's like a Pretty what's good. a high ticket item? Which makes me think that they're really desperate for people to go. Right. Um. I don't know. I mean, I like personally. I like the Chuck E. Cheese branded stuff. I mm. like the little plushies of, especially Pasquale's my favorite. I like the little notebooks. Oh, I like Tootsie Rolls. Mm. I mm. like what else? I and and then and then they kind of just and then it kind of turns into like carnival toys where they have like those freaky stuffed emoji pillows. Right. I don't. Yeah. How much is like a? And then if you have like five thousand tickets, you can get like a lava lamp. And I think that that's where they top out. How much? Oh, five. A lava lamp is 5,000. Yeah. Think about that. Oh. But if you eat enough pizzas, you could get a free lava. You lamp. don't even have to play games. You just have to eat pizza, get prizes and look at the, your lava lamp. Right. The only true cost is having to go in as a single adult <laughs> and willingly admit that you've had, what, 40 pizzas right from chunky cheese to get a free lobby but <laughs> a sacrifice i would be willing to make oh, i'll go it. with you um, please oh there's there's still so many open in la county it's um it's confusing <laughs> wait how many do you have three we'll hit up the bar 9 11 and then we'll get some pizza right 
And then we'll get a lava lamp. Wait, but what is the thing? Oh, but first, Sherilyn, you got to memorize all the words from the L word theme song, and then we'll go celebrate. Right. Living, laughing, fucking, breathing, crying, kissing, mm. biting, screaming. Okay, look. No, that's Don't worry, not but we're it. close. We we're close. We're close. We're close. That was a lot of verbs, though. <laughs> I believed yeah. it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Sherilyn, for coming on the show today. And Jamie, thank you so much for guest hosting. Um, Sherilyn, where can people find you and follow you? And what's a tweet that you want to share with people or you have liked? Ooh. Okay. Solomon Giorgio. He always comes with he it. He always uh, the yeah, comes through with a great mm-hmm. tweet. He said, I once quit a job because a coworker chewed too loud, so I have no notes for Simone Biles. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was great. Class, class act, class act. Yeah. And you can follow me. My Twitter is currently private because I got into one of those anxious mindsets where I'm like, nobody needs to know my thoughts. And then I have, I have like 50 drafted tweets that I'm like, yeah, I was just in, in a weird place with Twitter. No, so you. that's where I am. But if you follow me on Twitter, mm-hmm. I will individually look at everyone and then probably accept you. But it's just Sherilyn Vera. And that's my Instagram, Sherilyn underscore Vera as well. Oh, okay. And I'm not private there. Fantastic. No, I get it. Uh, oh, yeah. Twitter and the social media, man. Like that's when uh, that's when I have to put it down. I'm like, I don't like when something's gonna get me all feeling weird. Like you know, I have to. Yeah. got to keep your peace first. One hundred percent understand that. Uh, Jamie, thank you mm-hmm. as always for being here for lending us your wonderful voice and mind and knowledge of Charles Entertainment Cheese. Uh, where can people find you and listen to you? No one ever wants it. It's exciting. Oh, th- that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, you can... I, whenever I see, I have a Pavlovian response to seeing Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, Jamie needs to see this. Does she know about this? Does she see this? Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> and then I'm like, don't tell her Wait yet. Don't tell her yet. Save her for when she's on next and then hit her with it. <laughs> she doesn't know she doesn't know about frozen pizzas. Thank you for saving that story for me because I'm going to go to Kroger after this and, <laughs> see and, what they got. and hook this shit up and figure this out <laughs> right. over lunch. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help. You can listen to a new episode of ActCast that's out today that you're in quite a bit of, Miles. This week is about how Kathy Comics uh, said a lot of good and bad things about the boomer generation. And there's an interviews with a lot of boomer women in the workplace and uh, all the shit and baggage that came with that. And I will shout out a tweet from Julia Claire at Ojulia Tweets. Uh, two things that have really saved me in life for different reasons are that I have always hated how soda tastes, and I think most designer handbags are ugly. Uh, which <laughs> is, I'm like one for two there. I I really like soda, but hey, soda's wonderful, you know. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite soda? It's chain. I feel like I'm like. Mike's hard lemonade is basically soda. I'm acting like we're like sixth graders on a date. What's your favorite soda? What's your favorite, soda? What's your favorite color? How many uh, like, apples or oranges? I don't know anything else. I don't know anything else. You're like the kid in eighth grade that has all the chicken nugget sauces out. <laughs> He's like, I have every sauce, my Every sauce, my uh, For you, chivalry is not dead. Ah, a swamp water from the fountain I shall return with for you. Um, for me, is uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm. And um, and then if this is just like uh, this isn't a health tip, but if you ever are like I haven't pooped in a while, you can have uh, one diet Pepsi cherry and it will resolve. Oh wow! Damn! All right, you heard That's it from Doctor Lofty mm-hmm. herself. <laughs> It'll just clean you right up. Um, some tweets I like. First one's from Reductress at Reductress because we're talking about normalizing. They tweeted. Why we should stop normalizing things so I can keep feeling special. Um, which I was like, I love that tweet. Uh, and then the other one is from at It's Carrie, Shakari Richardson, the sprinter. She tweeted, missing me yet? Mm, I think people might be. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and also the other show, 420 Day Fiance. If you like 90 Day Fiance, come listen to me rant with, about that with Sophie Alexandra. You can find this show at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We've got a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post the episodes and our footnotes. 
thank no. you. Uh, and also, you look. You're welcome. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, man, because they're out there. We're out here. And you can also figure out the song that we are going to ride out on. And this song is going to be a bit of a throwback. I was just getting sentimental thinking about my time leaving politics and just going out there and just trying to make myself happy and finding my own Olympics. I urge y'all, we all have our own version of the Olympics. You know what I mean? Like a thing that would really make us happy. And there's a version where if we achieve it, we would be in tears too. I, I urge you to explore that because life is very short and happiness is hard to come by sometimes. But this is a track by Odessa, O-D-E-S-Z-A. And it is a remix of a Lily Allen track called How Did I Get Here? And that was a song Ooh. I remember playing a lot. And I was like, how did I get here? <laughs> but like also like That's the red flag. Yeah, but wow. also it's like a head nod. So like you can bring whatever you want to the lyrics. I'm just giving you a little bit of insight into me. All right. Well, we'll be back later to tell you what's trending. Uh, and until then, please take care of yourselves and each other. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.